Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. The following Dharma talk was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So thank you for, for replacing that. And thank you also to everyone who has made the work for making this day long possible too in the community. Um, so these are all actually acts of love for the community. And uh, I recently went to a talk where I couldn't hear the speaker very well, so I appreciate the act of love of making the microphone work properly now so that you can hear and not have to put mental energy to straining too much. So I invite you to hold this theme as kind of a, a koan, you know, as kind of a question, like what is this meditation as an act of love or presence as an act of love? And the answer is your practice today and how to enact that. And the practice today is a way of practicing so that that can become a way of life in your non day-long retreat life, too. So it's kind of like pilot test here today of doing kind of simple stuff, but how do we do that in a way that is um, relating that with love, with presence. So throughout the day, I'll just throw out some other things for you to consider in this vein. So one is that, you know, what's the way that we usually are in our life if we examine? uh, What's our usual attitude towards our life? And for most of us, there's some way in which, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, we're organizing our life in a way to uh, avoid uh, unpleasant experiences, avoid pain and difficulty, and we're organizing in such a way as to seek out or maximize uh, pleasant experiences. We're seeking out a sense of security and well-being, and usually we're seeking that out through trying to get what we want, uh, whether that's success or uh, achieving a certain um, kind of uh, reputation or well-being or money or um, health, uh, car, job. Um, But all of it is very fraught in a world that is uh, characterized by impermanence, by change, and by change not in always the direction that we want it to go. So we can notice this even on a smaller micro level as we're sitting here, even for one period. And you can notice as different things come up in your mental and physical experience Uh, there's a way in which we don't want to experience the ones that are unpleasant. So certainly uh, unpleasant physical experience like pain, uh, even boredom. We don't want to experience uh, anything in the body that feels uh, unpleasant to us, icky. We don't want to experience mental sensations that are unpleasant also. Uh, negative emotions. And then sometimes there's another category of things we want to avoid experiencing, which are um, stuff that doesn't fit into our idea of who we are. And that could sometimes be stuff that is even pleasant. 
Sometimes if we think of ourselves as a serious person, but giggly moments come up, then we have to push those away to maintain our sense of serious me. Or uh, if we have a sense of uh, anger come up and we think of ourselves as a nice, peaceful Buddhist person, then we have to (coughs) push that away. So here's the visual metaphor for that. So this is the entirety of your physical and mental experience as it might show up. Um, But say something comes up that's a physical experience of pain, you don't want that. So you have to kind of like shut down from it, you know, push it away. So you got to fold that one away. And then unpleasant mental sensations arise. Uh, So unwholesome states you don't want to feel. Like you don't want to be jealous, you don't want to feel anger, so that comes up. So you have to kind of put on the blinders, push that away. But thoughts come up of things you don't want to think about. So stuff you might have messed up, or memories of uh, middle school, something you don't want to experience. <laughs> push that away, right? Uh, then, um, yeah, anything that, that feels difficult, maybe sexual feelings come up, you don't want to feel those, you push that away. Uh, allergies, sniffliness, not good, push that away. Right, so you get the picture, like basically through this uh, dynamic of having to constantly put on the blinders and push away experiences that we don't want. We end up kind of only getting to live in this tiny little odd shape, bouncing off the oddly shaped walls, right? So in our practice, uh, we're, first of all, trying to uh, be very honest with ourselves about what is arising, so it doesn't mean that if something comes up that's an unwholesome state of you know, obsessive jealousy or something like that, that we want to uh, cultivate that and pursue that, but at least to recognize in some way, like, okay, that's here, okay, see it, know it's unwise, try to let it go, right? Um, body pain, yeah, we don't pretend that's not there in some way, right? So as we learn to relax and open to see what's there, then we actually kind of get back all this stuff, much of which, which is uh, unpleasant, you could say, right? Um, but still, uh, that's what there is. So recognizing the imperfections of our physical experience, of our mental experience, and learning to relax and open to that is a helpful dimension of practice. From seeing what's there, then we can make some kind of wise discernment about what it is that we want to put energy towards or I would want to let go of. But I'll say that this act of um, having to constantly blinker, you know, put on blinkers, like shutter out stuff that is arising in the body and the mind, is actually very exhausting. You know, it's tiring on a level that we don't always uh, recognize in the moment. And maybe we only start to recognize that a little bit more when we stop uh, doing that a little bit. And you might have had some experience in your life with that in some way or another, um, in one aspect or another, when there, if there's some aspect of yourself, your life, that you haven't really tuned into or been able to be with, and then uh, you're able to actually recognize that and um, yeah, live that out, that can be much more energy released. Um, so for those who are uh, LGBTQ folks here uh, who... Uh, had a period of time in which you didn't recognize that to be true, uh, you might uh, understand that. And it's a common trajectory for people in the community where uh, 
start having inklings, maybe this is true, maybe this is when you're three, or maybe it's when you're 53, whatever it is. Uh, and then there's some period of struggle, like trying to pretend it's not true. And then finally, um, hopefully, for many people, there's a recognition of that. And it actually frees up so much energy to not have to hide like from yourself and from others uh, some very fundamental aspect of uh, how you are manifesting as a human being. It actually frees up like a lot, lot of energy and a lot of joy, too, can come from that uh, freedom. So uh, I think that's true also in practice, is that the more we can be able to recognize and be whole in some way, uh, and that itself, I think, is an act of love. You know, that's an act of love to be able to recognize, to know, to allow. Uh, and with most of this stuff, it's like even if you don't tell anyone else what that thought was, what that emotion was, what that physical experience was, you know, can we have the courage to uh, know that in this moment, to be able to allow that, to recognize that, even if we recognize it immediately as something we don't want to follow, uh, don't want to cultivate, right? Just see, like, okay, that's there too. And this is really a... a kind of deeper love, you know, it's like as we're able to uh, love ourselves and love each other, even in our imperfections. So even in the trajectory of like a relationship, like a love romantic relationship, there's often an initial time in which people might meet each other and then be kind of infatuated. And during that time, there's a projection of all kinds of positive qualities on the other, right? And then after some time, months, maybe year, if you're lucky, start to uh, holes get poked in that when the person starts to act in ways that are uh, annoying or counter to your idea, or uh, you start to notice that they also have smelly substances coming out of their physical body and uh, you know human uh, dimensions, snoring and stuff like that. So then it's like, okay, so can that be included, right? Can that be included, or do you have to ditch that one to find another one for positive projection to lay on, you know? Uh, so it, it, I went to some wedding um, a couple years ago. It was some friends who had been together for a very long time, and they decided to get married. And in some ways, it was like not as storybookish as if they were very young and got married, you know. But uh, in some ways, it was more inspiring because they actually knew all of the crapola underneath that uh, <laughs> veneer of <laughs> young and cute. You know, they still decided to get married. So. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like that with yourself, too. So, Can you start to face all of that stuff? And uh, yeah, even just recognizing that to be there, I think, is uh, in some ways an act of love. So you can notice the tension uh, in your mind, in your attention, when you're sitting and there's something that you don't want to be happening. You know, very fundamentally, there's something that's arising that you don't want to be there in your physical body, in emotional life, in mental experience. And here's where this, uh, this tension, this kind of dukkha from the aversion or a grasping at something else happening can be a good indicator for us to see if we can like relax into knowing, you know, what is this? What, what is the catalyst for this? You know, what is this piece that is habitually folded away or difficult? Right? And be a little curious to see, like, what is that? If you can't, then be curious about the aversion. Actually be curious about the dukkha itself, that tension. 
So can you allow even that resistance uh, to be there? So recognizing as self-aware as you might feel yourself to be, there still might be areas in which there's some resistance. Right? So can you tune into that and uh, be okay with that in some way? So this too is kind of like, um, also like, can you be okay with your friend who is not perfect? You know, your good friend uh, who doesn't do the dishes sometimes or who has some flaws, right? Can you love them in spite of that too? Uh, so it's a, it can be a challenge, but it's a worthy endeavor, you know, to uh, undertake. So, so I invite you as we're sitting, if you would like to practice in this way, so cultivating the sense of loving awareness, noticing where you try to shut down about something or other that's arisen. And see if you can relax a little bit, see what's there. Or if that's not possible, even then just holding that resistance uh, with some sense of kind awareness, kind knowing. This is resistance. This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org.